Marco Royce. Daniel Marlon! Wonderful! Fantastic from Royce. Jude Bellingham, that's excellent. Jude Bellingham, this is absolutely brilliant. Jude Bellingham! Absolutely magnificent. Rina, brilliant from the American. Just like that. Not the best of clearances. Oh, what a volley! Matt Hummels! Went in for Holland! Like he's never been away! The man in front of goal who is simply deadly. Hey, welcome to the BVB podcast. Thank you so much. If this is your first time listening, you can always find us on your preferred podcast platform and YouTube by searching the BVB podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB pod and email us. Gonna go old school. The BVB pod at gmail.com. My name's Jake B. Carver. Is, I said Jake B, which is like my official radio name. Yeah. We're in the radio studio. I've just been doing a lot of radio stuff. <laughs> my name's Jake or Jake B sometimes. Yeah. Um, and Carver is with me as always. How's your, how's your face feeling? How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. I had a wisdom teeth removal the other day. It's It's been ups and downs, but... Man, was I hyped over the weekend watching this game. I don't know, you know, if it was the if it was the pain medications. It, it was, really happened. It, it, was it, the, it was real. Yeah. The enormous win that we had, or it was probably just a mix of both, but I I couldn't feel much of any pain on Saturday. So I was living that high for a little bit and now I'm kind of crashing back down to earth. <laughs> and if Carver starts to fade at any point in the episode, his <laughs> pain meds are kicking in again and we might have to cut cut the episode short. Um so uh yeah. Uh, good, good times. I finally watched, I texted you last night cause I finally got around to watching the game. I had a busy weekend. I went to, uh, Kansas city for a wedding. Uh, had a really good time and I, it took me a while to get around to watching the, uh, the game, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe it when it was like, I was like 30 minutes in and I text Carver. I'm like, WTF is going on with mm-hmm. this game right now. Yeah. I got the text at like 10 30 or so. And I was like, Oh, he's just now watching it. Huh? <laughs> And, and what the heck? So uh, coming off of our massive win against Wolfsburg, uh, winning winning six to one. So of course we're gonna we'll recap that. Uh, we got Der Klassiker next weekend or this coming weekend. Um, so we'll preview that. Uh, we're also gonna hit on the match for peace uh, benefit game uh, for Ukraine, which we'll touch on a little bit. And we have a big announcement. I don't remember if we actually teased it last time or if we, we cut that we, from the episode. Yeah, we but, cut it. Okay. We teased it a few weeks back, but now we get to finally talk about now, that. Now we have a big announcement, which we'll get to at the end of the episode. But um, I guess we jump right into to our recap of Wolfsburg, which was nuts. I, I, I still don't even know what to think of this game because I was watching it. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> I can't even pinpoint like, yeah, this is Dortmund playing well. It's just like everything was so bizarre almost. It was like, mm-hmm. what is happening I mean, fantastic, obviously fantastic, but I like just couldn't fathom what was happening. It was almost like overwhelming how many goals we scored in the span of, what was it, 14 minutes? I I couldn't even like catch my breath half of this game. Um, just an incredible game overall. Yeah, 6-1. I uh, had a handful of Bundesliga debuts for our, you know, a few of our U19 players. Had a handful of players, or actually the most of our goals this game came from players that just don't ever score much at all. And... um Finally, the return that the fans have been wanting at this stadium. I know a few weeks back we had the game against Leipzig and got our asses handed to us. So this was like a real proper return for the fans. So, yeah, excited to get into this one for sure. Um, what did you – so right off the bat, lineup, thoughts on the lineup, um, which started 
I'm I've accepted that whatever they show us on TV or Fop Mob yeah, or whatever, like it doesn't matter. Like we <laughs> we've been playing this hybrid back four back three, mm-hmm. which I like because that's what we called for a lot like yeah. a few months ago. It's like I want to kind I kind of want to see a back three, and I've touched on this before with um, the the signing of Sule and all the potential Schlotterbeck, which is looking real yeah. real close. Um, so it looks like that's happening. And I think now that we're kind of leaning in this back three, I still think maybe it's because these signings and maybe because they both play in a back three, yeah. really in the middle, slaughter back on the left. So maybe that's what we're working towards and we're just going to be full on back three. But um, it's kind of this weird hybrid where we transition. But it was it was a back three most of this game, what it seemed like, with uh, Chan, Akanji, and Zagadu. And the debut, is he 17? 17. Rota? Yep. Um, yep. <laughs> And three U19 players on the bench as well. I was yeah. looking at this squad overall, and I was like, damn. This is, I mean, this is just crazy. How many injuries we had throughout the season, and now we're just, you know, throwing in some of our youth players, which, you know, let them see what they can do. If if, if Rosa believes in them, then I, I think, you know, they should have a go at them as well. And uh, Rota had a lot of different aspects of his game that looked pretty impressive, but we'll get into that. So, yeah, back three, uh Fitzel and Bellingham as the pivots. Wolf on the right, of course. And then you had Brent and Royce, kind of uh, those two attacking midfielders with Holland up top. Um, first half, you know, first few minutes, looking a little nervy. Not going to lie. We we had some big gaps in our defense, and we struggled to find our shape. You know, overall, first few nervy minutes for us. You know, Goldsworth came in with another huge yeah. save, like two minutes in, mm-hmm. like on the line. It seems like every we just need a button at, for our podcast every week. We just immediately start off with like, Goble bailed us out because he's just that. got these incredible one. saves every uh, every week now. But yeah, Volsberg just cut us open like butter with that uh, major chance early on through Schlager. Our, our shape was pretty piss poor in that play, in my opinion. You look at like Kanji set really deep. And then you had like four players to the left of him that were all like bunched up in a circle, which was like, I think it was Witzel, Bellingham, Zagadou, and it might've been Rota as well. But all four of those were just bunched up and not really marking anyone, which just allowed Wolfsburg to kind of play whatever they wanted to uh, do in that attack. And yeah, just it was great football by them. That was easily their best attack. It looked like all game. And I don't know how their striker didn't put that away. I think it was that young one that I mentioned last week, um, Nemcha, if I'm not pronouncing that uh, <clears throat> correctly, excuse me, but I mean, he's just got to put those away. You mean when you're that, I think he was in the six yard box. Mm. I don't think he was any further out than that. And, you know, when you have an opportunity like that, you just got to blast that and that. And it just looks like he kind of passed that, which gave Koble like he, Koble like was looking like he was able to not only react to that, but like have a good sense of where the ball was going before he could react, which just goes to show you how slow of a shot that was. But, yeah, after the after that attack, probably the first ten or twelve, fifteen minutes or so, that was mostly all Wolfsburg, and then that's when we really could grow ourselves into the game. And you know, you, you really think this looks like this exactly the same as the Leipzig game a few weeks back, but just completely in reverse. You know, yeah. like those first fifteen yeah. minutes, it's it's one team, and then for the rest of the game, it's just pretty much all the other team. Yeah, it was it was bizarre um, watching this because how strong they started, mm-hmm. and and then we just. I don't. I don't know if. I mean, they definitely dropped off, but I don't know. I don't know if it's because we started to play a little better that they dropped off. But watching that game, it was basically like they weren't even there. Like they were playing like five men down or something. It was. Mm-hmm. It's kind of bizarre to watch just how much they dropped off. But we we did like we 
maybe I know in the 11th minute, like Wolf made that crazy run through everyone. Um, Com- yeah, completely split open their defense, went right by John Brooks too, which I was going to mm-hmm. talk to him or talk about him later uh, on after we, you know, dissect the whole game. But yeah, great run by Wolf, you were saying. Um, and then he had that dish off to Royce. They couldn't quite put it together. But mm-hmm. from that point on, it was just like nonstop. Like we we had control. We had a lot of great possession. We were having some good opportunities. I love seeing Rota like very early in the game. They were playing it to him. Like they didn't shy away from letting yeah. him run with it. He he did look, he looked a little shaky, he looked mm-hmm. a little nervous. Pretty but shaky, it's, yeah. it's to be expected. He mm-hmm. gave away the ball a few times. He didn't track back quite enough. But I love that they gave him the opportunity and they didn't shy away from letting him run with it and work it. And obviously... Um, he's going to grow into the game, which we saw. But um, yeah, yeah. We, we just we looked really good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was really interesting to see uh, what you were saying about the team constantly giving him the ball. I mean, you mm-hmm. saw Rota have, I don't know how many touches those first 25, 30 minutes. I mean, he was involved in a lot of our attacks. So yeah, it was cool to see our team kind of give, you know, give him the confidence to get more involved, but also had the confidence in him to, uh, um, to get more involved on different, uh, those attacks. So yeah, weathered the storm really well, like we mentioned already, and kept a good energy after those first few attacks from Wolfsburg and counterattacked really well. And it was just wave after wave of attacks against Wolfsburg, and they just they looked so deflated, especially after those first few goals. I mean, they were looking just completely distraught and disorganized. But I mean, especially their defense, that was everything on in their back line looked really, really piss poor. Yeah, um, the the good thing to see in this game was not only us controlling possession well because I mean we saw that against Leipzig like we had possession granted Mm -hmm. that was kind of their plan like let us have possession but we controlled it well we were creating good opportunities making good moves Um, our patterns looked well but then we were also countering well it's like Mm -hmm. everything we're doing it was because Wolfsburg was so terrible but us to get a a countering goal while also like having possession Mm -hmm. it, it was really nice and how many what was the the counter goal was who, who would have guessed that Holland is going to be blazing through the middle and then dish right? off the Witzel for a goal? I was thinking the exact <laughs> same thing. I know it's crazy. But, yeah, but I know Wolfsburg, like, we play well against some, what seems like, almost every game in recent meetings, which is always great to see considering, you know, on paper, they're looks like they're one of the better sides of the Bundesliga. But you really have to come out way more sharp and more focused looking next week if we want to prevent a bloodbath early on because – I mean, in the last however many years I've, you know, supported this team, it seems like a lot of the times that we're playing Bayern, it, it just looks like in the first 12 or 15 minutes, we're down two, sometimes 3-0. And it's just, at that point, we're just clinging on for dear life for the remaining 75 or 80 minutes. So, I mean, you really have to just stay focused and come out sharp and alert because it, Bayern are going to punish you for that. If it was Lewandowski on the end of that chance when Koble made that diving save, that's that's a goal nine and a half times out of 10 almost. Well, even the second chance on that Cobalt. So, I mean, we're back, we're getting a little all over the place, but I mean, well, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, made that save, but he didn't get a hold of the ball. It mm-hmm. ricocheted out. And then there was a terrible clearance by Kanji where he, they had a second chance on goal. And luckily the guy just skied it, but he mm-hmm. was, he had a very good chance to put that in too. Um, and that's just something we have to be more aware of too. Like if, if Cobalt does save it, Akanji got to be on it to clear, like get a good clearance because he kind of like whiffed it and the ball rolled like six feet in front of him and the guy came in and could have put away, but luckily Scott it. And it's just, you, we just got to, we just got to be on. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be switched on for those moments. Absolutely. And our first, our first goal, excuse me, came from a set piece. A handful of our goals came from this, or in this game, this, excuse me, a handful of our goals this game came from a set piece. Um, 
which is crazy to see because we usually can't ever score or defend from those. But whip it in a corner, Julian Brent, I think, took that corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had no idea who scored it at first. And then when it zooms in to see who's running, it's Tom Rota. And I was like, it's just, you know, you can't write a story like this. It's, it's brilliant to see uh, a kid that age score on his debut. It was cool. And uh, it, it was hard to see because the... I mean, I just, it's real fresh in my mind because I watched it last night, but like <laughs> the shadow, the, the shadow on the field because it was the earlier game and it was just hard to see what's going on on the field mm-hmm. in general. But back to the, like Julian Brandt, I remember, I don't remember who we were playing, but that game where he had two corner goals yeah, to oh, Mounier, yeah, yeah, yeah. like we've seen this, uh, we, we've seen him be able to put those good crosses in mm-hmm. or whether it's from a corner or a set or a, like a penalty outside the box, like he's got that ability. And I know he hasn't been in recent weeks exception of last week, he hasn't been that great. Recent months, even, really. Recent I months, mean, he, but he's had, like, a, you know, his first half of the season was really good, in my opinion. Yeah. But towards, like, the end of January, so, yeah, he really had, like, a two-and-a-half-month spell where he just couldn't do much of anything, which, you know, was bringing back a lot of the people online, bringing that conversation of, like, do we really want to keep him? And thankfully, you know, he's been able to really try to prove himself in these last few games because, you know, you're hoping – if he if he ends the season on a high, we can have a serious conversation if the board wants to try to keep him for another year or so and see what happens. But do you think he's a player? Because he he was one of my like standout performances this game. Like mm-hmm. he was incredible, and oh, I don't remember what I oh, I don't remember what minute it was. Fifty first minute, second half, he did that like scorpion kick over a dude and then too. settled it like yeah. around a dude and just just nuts. And, and you're almost <laughs> expecting. Go ahead. Oh. No, well, I was gonna I was just gonna say I was gonna ask you, do you think we can if say he ends the season well and we keep him, do you think he's a player who is just gonna be up and down, kind of streaky, mm-hmm. or can he is he a guy who can hit that consistent form? I mean, it's hard that, to say with any player. Yeah, but that's that's the million dollar question in my opinion. I, I really, I feel like he's a player that probably could pick up some consistency, but I think it's just a matter of how much he wants to do it. You know, at, at times it doesn't look like he really wants to constantly perform at that level or uh, perform with that kind of mentality because we all know he you know he lacks the aggression to really throw himself into challenges and try to win possession back which it's you know it's not really necessarily what we're asking Brandt to do at times but he just does that lack that grit and what you want to see as a as a player that's wearing the Dortmund badge but I would argue yeah he hopefully he can pick up some consistency for sure I mean he's done it in the past and I think he can be dangerous in a lot of uh, different ways for our team so yeah we, we scored that one and then two minutes later a minute and a half later two minutes right back uh, into with it counter with, attack with with holland which you already mm-hmm. mentioned before but i mean holland's another player I and mean, picking up the ball in the middle third and just immediately driving the team forward like that is like vintage holland even though he's only been here for two <laughs> years that's that's what we've been wanting to see from him since january you know yeah. he's ever since he's been back he's been uh lacking a lot of different areas in this game but you could see it in that play alone that Holland, Holland had his confidence back and he was feeling alive. And he wanted to be there and he wanted to drive us forward. And it was a great counterattack overall. And yeah, but he, he dished it off to Witzel and uh, Witzel <laughs> hit it with his left. And it's like, what is going on? You have a 17-year-old player who's making his debut, score a header. And then you have Witzel scoring with his left. It's just like, it's crazy. On the breakaway. Like, how did Witzel even get up there? Uh-huh. Like, how did he outpace the other guys? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Well, there was... So, Holland did well. I, to speak on Holland, um, we mentioned this last week because he got his assist last week, which I think gave a lot of confidence. And I, I like seeing this. Obviously, he hasn't scored in four or five games, mm-hmm. maybe five games. So Five or six now. You probably. can see it 
I mean, he, he's just going to have more and more hunger to score, but I like that. Last week, he got the assist. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it would have been better if he got a goal, but you still see that that passion and that desire, and obviously in this game, too, like you said, get the ball in the middle field and push it, push it, like and have yeah. that drive. And the selflessness as well. You yeah. know, he, he knows that he wants to put the team in front, not necessarily himself in front, which is a little refreshing to see because a lot of the people in the fan base, including me, are kind of getting sick of like being known for Holland FC. You know, we're a team before anyone else and no one individual is above the club. But yeah, it was, it was cool to see him uh, dish it off to Witzel like that and Witzel bag a goal, especially now that we know Witzel's probably not going to be here next year. I mean, his contract ends, but um, didn't see any links in the last, you know, several months or whatever about him extending. So, but Castile's... Uh, Wolfsburg keeper was pretty piss poor on that oh, play. Yeah, I mean, that, he was he was poor all game. That's something I was going to bring up. A lot of these goals, I think, are partially contributed to how like woeful he was. Yeah, he could have he could have stopped that Vitzel goal. I don't know what happened with his foot, but if you watch the replay, his foot just somehow right like, stood up. I don't mm -hmm. know why he picked his foot up, but the ball went right. It was not a great hit by Vitzel. No, it went it right wasn't. on the dude's foot. Um, and then we saw that with the Chan goal too. It just bounce right under his arm where he could have done better to get his arms down. It's, it's very weird. Yeah, especially that Chan goal. I mean, both were pretty shocking, but yeah, you just kind of sitting there, if you're a Wolfsburg fan, shaking your head and, and scratching your head going like, what? you know, he's usually one of the better keepers in the Bundesliga. I don't know how he doesn't keep that out. But he just, yeah, he looked off that game for sure, which is great for us, though. I mean, that just yeah. gives us more opportunity to score more. But yeah, it was unfortunate. I was under... It was able to slip under his feet, but still, you got to do better with that as a keeper. And then what? We're a minute and a half later again. We're going for our third goal, and this time it's another set piece. Again. Oh yeah, sorry, I skipped over. I went to right the Chan one, but the uh, mm -hmm. the Kanji No, you're goal. fine. I mean, there's there's six, so there. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a lot where we can get lost here, but yeah, have a set piece, and this one is coming off of a Kanji. <laughs> It's just so funny to think, like, if you were to tell someone if there were just three goals in this game, then they were a youth player, a Kenji, and Witzel. Just, and it wasn't even off the set piece. It wasn't even like Kenji was flicking it with his head. He used his foot, too. No, you know? it was a very bizarre touch. I mean, it was a good touch, mm -hmm. but it was just not, not what you would expect. When I thought it was Holland who scored it. Me too. It was right too. behind him. and He's doing the same movement. Yeah, same thing. I was like, oh, we got another. And again, it was hard to see with the shadow and everything. It was like, oh, we got another Holland goal. Like, our... Like the in the previous Wolfsburg game, uh, mm -hmm. and you're like, hey, Kanji's celebrating. I'm like, what is going on? What the heck is happening? I think uh, another keeper error. I think he got his hand to it. Yeah, and I mean, just not with enough power to keep it off because that couldn't have been that powerful of a no, flick no. on. And that's and that's why as a keeper, you know, you got to have more than the reflexes. You got to have strong hands to keep those balls out. So that is that's three goals in four minutes now, which is just. You know, it's like it's just unimaginable at this point. Uh, we haven't had a game like this all season. You could argue we had a you know one of our best halves all season against Freiburg, but that was only one half. And you know now Wolfsburg are just in complete disarray. They have nowhere to hide, and they're just facing waves after waves of dangerous attacks from Dortmund, and uh, they're looking completely deflated. And a few minutes later, you're getting your fourth now, which is four goals in eleven minutes, and that one comes from Chan, like you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Great run from him. I mean, how many times have we said, not only this season, but in the last few weeks alone of him, you know, bossing and organizing that defense and then immediately driving forward on that right-hand side and making these great runs and uh, dishing it in with his left. It was, yeah. it was a great shot. So you, you mentioned the Freiburg game, which 
Um, I remember when, when we did that episode, I remember thinking, and it was in my notes and everything, that was the best half I've ever seen Dortmund play. Mm-hmm. Um, and this didn't feel like that as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think it's because there were a lot of kind of bizarre goals, and I'm just like, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah. It's great, but I don't know what's going on. Do you think, was that game, and I, I can't remember back to everything, but did that just seem like a little more solid, like we were good defensively? Yeah. And we were able to turn it around and play really well offensively. I just don't remember because this was, I mean, Wolfsburg just didn't do anything mm-hmm. except have our weird goals go in. Mm-hmm. Like we, not to discredit us in this first half because we did look good, but they just looked very, very poor. Yeah, I, I remember the few things I do remember from the Freiburg game is how solid we looked defensively for sure. I, I think they had like, I can't remember the stat all the time I had. I think it was like 70 or something touches that they had in our half, like the entire first half. Um, and they just didn't have barely any chances, which Wolfsburg had a handful of different chances this game, especially in the first half as well. But our attacks just our attacks looked better than the ones in Freiburg. It was so free flowing, again with the counter attacks and um, beautiful runs going forward. Finally, got to see a little bit more uh, these last few days of more tastes of Rosa Ball, hopefully. And then right before the half, you're getting a fifth goal from Holland, and this one is. Uh, from dish or the dish off from Royce, which I know two weeks back against Leipzig, Royce tried to do the exact same thing where he tried to be clever and dish it back behind him for Royce to, or Holland to get the tap in, and they just weren't on the same page. But this time Holland looked a little bit more in sync with him and was able to just get the easy goal. And the minute he tapped in, he was just giving um, the Royce the applause of like, thank you for <laughs> getting me on the score sheet, which was great to see. So I forgot to put that goal in my notes. Mm. I was uh, looking, we're like, what? what are you talking about? But yeah, I remember the goal. I remember it. I just forgot to put it in my notes because at that point I'm like, what the heck? I probably threw my phone because I'm like, this is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't remember the last time we've seen that level of confidence in a performance of ours for such a long team or long time, excuse me. And we're just always turning it on against Wolfsburg these last few meetings against them. And it's, it's so fun to watch. So again, an incredible half. We're going in at half at 5-0. And um, no changes, obviously. And come out of the second half, and it's almost basically a repeat in a nutshell. Yeah. You know, you had the first five minutes or so of Wolfsburg having some chances. Well, even the, the first minute, they had a, a mm-hmm. good chance where Kobel had to make kind of a flying another, another save. Another great save. Yeah. Uh, both of those could have easily been goals if it weren't for having a top keeper on your side. And, and Kobel definitely delivered on both of those uh, chances. I mean, conceded a handful of more corners than I would have liked. I think we had two corners before the 50th minute. So, again, something you need to be alert and aware of whenever you're facing a team like Bayern is they're going to be deadly on those set pieces. And, um, you know, they're going to be more clinical in front of goal as well. So if we don't learn from those mistakes in this Wolfsburg game, which there were mistakes, even though it was a thrashing, uh, you need to, um, you know, be a lot more alert for those kind of opportunities going forward for sure. But after that... Yeah, it was just it was just us growing back into that game and growing more into confidence, and it was just another bloodbath. Even though we only scored one in the second half, there were still plenty of chances. I mean, this could have easily been eight or nine, and I don't think that's exaggerating at all. I mean, granted, if if it were eight or nine, it probably would have been like eight or nine to three from Wolfsburg or two uh, from Wolfsburg. But yeah, just attacks flowing almost the entire second half, and. Um, once we shut those attacks down in those 45 minutes, it was just it was just game over for them. Again, they looked so deflated, and our players were looking alive. Holland was looking nice and confident. 
making those great runs. You mentioned already like winning the ball back in the middle third, which we haven't seen him do that in a while and bodying everyone and driving the team forward. It was um, it was a great second half overall. Yeah. Um, and then we did see, uh, we saw our, the, the, I don't know what I'm saying. We saw the, the other youth guys come in too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Bino Gittins, which we were kind of hoping for uh, in the last game. I think we said, let's go three goals up and, Let's see what he can do. And yeah. then, well, we get six, five goals up, I guess. Yeah. Uh, what, what did you think on there? He, he only played for, I think it was like less than a minute, right? It was 45 seconds or something like that. Didn't touch the ball, if I'm not wrong. So, I mean, didn't get to see any of him do anything. But it's obviously, I mean, this is obviously good to see because Rosa, I imagine, will probably use him more in these last few games. I mentioned last week that after this Bayern game, we have a pretty uh, favorable spell of games uh, for the rest of the season. You have Bochum, you have Firth, and you have uh, Hertha Berlin, all three teams, I think, are towards, yeah, we have 15th, 18th, and 12th uh, in the league to play against. So I think those are going to be games that you can go ahead and experiment a little more depending on how they're, how the team is performing and maybe get to see Bino Gittens uh, net a few more minutes. But, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the the one goal that Wolfsburg did score, though, I do remember that, Zagadou really, again, needs to step up and close down those angles better. I remember he got exposed a handful of times uh, really bad against Leverkusen when he didn't close down those angles quicker. He just kind of like half jogs almost, and um, which I get you're trying to contain. You don't want to dive in too easy, but when you have his size and you have his strength and his speed, I think you got to utilize those in closing down those angles. And uh, whenever Baku got the uh, rebound off the bar, I think because I think it was... I think it was off the crossbar and it fell down back to Baku at the top of the box. And Zagadou just kind of watched him for a second instead of slowly making his way towards him. And Baku just had the ch- uh, had the space and time to fire off a shot, which made it 6-1, which is you know frustrating to not get the clean sheet. You really want to go out of this one giving mm-hmm. Koble what he more than deserves. But you know, still, we looked alert and um, focused after that goal. Thankfully, after conceding that, we looked very much um, focused. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, overall, great day. Fantastic I, day, and I think exactly what we needed leading into this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice set. I mean, a little, kind of kind of an easy game. Like, it, it, was, it was a nice... It was a training session. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, our, one of our best game of the season so far, I would argue the best game of the season so far. I mean, I, I know I mentioned again Freiburg already at home, but we came out the second half against Wolfsburg, and we put on a performance as well, I think. With Freiburg, we had a you know incredible first half, but the second half could have been a little bit better. And I think the second half here was probably pretty much the same, just um, small things we need to work on. But again, they're still very important uh, for Bayern for sure. Yeah, and I think to play like that and have have things click um, is just kind of it's almost like an aha moment, if mm-hmm. you want to call it that, mm-hmm. to 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 give even more confidence going into this game um, rather than us. Coming off one win that was like we did okay here and there, um, or coming off a a loss where we feel like okay now we need to bounce back because that's mm-hmm. been what we we have so many of those moments like okay we need to bounce back and then we either perform or we don't so I think yeah. getting this really big win just boost, can boost our confidence so much going into this next game obviously I, hopefully they don't come out a little like they can't come out slow like you mentioned because yeah. Bayern's gonna come out hitting yep. um so we we just have to have the intensity from the start um and yeah I, I just hope 
I, I just hope there's no not any like complacency or anything coming mm-hmm. off this huge win, but I hope it's it just gives us all the, the good confidence that we need. Yeah. Yeah. One can only hope. Um I know we've mentioned already a handful of standout performances, but I want to mention a few more. One of them being John Brooks. If I may take off my Dortmund supporter hat for one second and put we'll on my USMNT, USMNT. Um, man, was John Brooks poor. And, you know, for any American fans out there, you know, the last year or so, people have been looking at Greg Berhalter and they're going like, you know, why is John Brooks not in the squad? Uh, you know, he's easily one of our best players, especially in the back line. And I think he deserves to play more. I being the fan base and, you know, Greg Berhalter had some criticisms of him as of late and watching him this game, man, that, that really validated them for me. I mean, this man was incredibly sloppy. He was careless, looked really, really slow. I don't think John Brooks is slow at all. I think he's actually a pretty quick player for his size, but man, was he slow in this game and just letting everyone go by him. And I, I can't imagine at this kind of level that he's performing at, he's going to get any sort of call up anytime soon, I mean, especially with the partnership. Uh, continuing to solidify of Anthony Robinson and Walker Zimmerman. I mean, John Brooks really has to fight for his spot back. And it sucks because I, you know, I still have a huge fan of him. I still hear the clip in my head to this day, um, like it was yesterday of him scoring in the the winner against Ghana in 2014 of, it's John Brooks, it's John Brooks for the USA. And he had that header in, uh, from the corner. But yet, <laughs> I mean, the last year or so, again, he's just been, he's been really slipping in form and it sucks mm-hmm. because... Yeah, he was playing for a team last year that was in the Champions League. But, yeah, John Brooks, very, very poor this game. Uh, mentioned Brandt and Holland already, but Witzel has also been really impressive, not just yeah. this game, but in the last month or so. I mean, in our never-ending injury crisis and constant rotations uh, and all the areas of the pitch, he's really stepped up, in my opinion. You know, we know the answer is to obviously not play him at center back anymore, at least hopefully but just let him do what he does best in the midfield, which is bring that stability, bring that composure and intelligence and that single or double pivot. And I think he's done a great job at that. He did well this game. And then uh, lastly, he's just Tom Rota again. Very happy for him to get the debut and the goal, of course. Uh, Looked nervy at first, but after netting one, he looked a lot more confident on the ball and was able to work himself into the game well. But, um, you know, he's also looking like a real... Uh, aerial threat as well, which is something he's we so could really big. use. Yeah, so huge. And he's like six two or something like yeah, that. I see. I saw the photo. There's a training session photo, which I have to say, last weekend I went on my rant about. Let me see training session photos of the guys being happy. Mm-hmm. Literally that day that I didn't, I missed it. They had like this whole. There was a training session that the fans got to come yep. to, and there's so I many photos. That. And I was, I was thinking like, about that after too. I went off that rant, I'm like, I'm an idiot. I just <laughs> didn't check the socials. There. <laughs> I don't know. I was in a weird mood. No. Good. <laughs> and there have, I just saw today, there's more training session photos. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks happy. They heard me. I was um, thinking the exact same thing no, when I saw that as well. Th- there's a photo and he's just like towering over Chan. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how big are you, dude? Like you're <laughs> massive. You're a giant. Yeah. And, and, and clearly he knows how to uh, jump pretty well, which, you know, sometimes that people can think that goes without saying, but uh, a lot of people do not utilize their size well in soccer. And uh, whenever you can utilize it well, you can become really dangerous in the air, which, you know, at 17, if he can net ones like that and have the skill to be able to flick a ball on with that with his head, I think he can really be a major asset to this team. Well, he doesn't, he, uh, I don't want, like, he's got, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without being like, he's got good proportions, yeah. but he doesn't look tall. He's not like lanky. Like, mm-hmm. he doesn't really look that big until I saw the photo of him next to Chan. I was like, oh, this dude's huge. Mm-hmm. He's only 17. So he's got, I don't know, it probably helps with his 
body control and everything. He's not just a big old lanky dude, but he's big, and uh, I think I don't know. It's it, it's it's encouraging, and yeah, the it fact that he's already looking pretty good. Yeah, and and we, and we need a left back desperately at the moment, so or at least a backup for for Guerrero. So, um, I mean, you know, it's he's not perfect. He was definitely looking like a rookie at times, especially in those opening minutes. Very revealing of his ideas on one on ones or one v ones, whether it be an attack or defense. I think he kind of was uh, too revealing of what he was going to do, and you know, kind of let people get to or buy him too easily. And he also was really pushed up the field pretty darn mm-hmm. high. I don't know if that was more on Rosa of like you know, let the kid have less defensive responsibility and that he can get up the pitch and provide furthermore an attack. But um, if we're looking to kind of build him as a left back or left wing back, he does need to learn his positioning a little bit better on the defensive side of things. But yeah. I think I think it shows a, a just the jump in level because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I'm sure oh, yeah. he's used to blowing past guys in the... Is it, does he play U23 or U19? U19? I think it's... I thought it was U19. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Um so I'm sure, yeah, it's just the jumping level against, okay, now you're playing against men. So, mm-hmm. uh, but, and, and that's just something as he learns and as he plays more, he's going to get more used to and learn what to do and, and be able to, it, it's an exciting first game, exciting yeah. debut for him. So that is a moment he'll never forget. And that's also how you build players that want to stay here. You know, a lot of the fan base has complaints of like, I'm tired of getting, uh, you know, players that want to just stay here for one year and then move on and use this as a stepping stone. So I think that's the way you can bring in those kind of players. So, yeah, overall, huge win, 6-1, and uh, we march on to a terrifying game this weekend. Um, one more one more player I'll, I'll give a shout. And because watching the game, I forget if Hazard was Hazard. Did Hazard get injured? Or I don't remember. I don't think so. If he was on the bench or what. Mm-hmm. But um, but I thought Wolf, I, I mean, Wolf's been pretty – Playing a pretty good part, yeah. Uh, in in all the positions he's thrown in, and so as a little in his wing back position, like I said, he made that great run where he blew past people. It's like, dude, well, yeah, get it, yeah. man. And then, uh, That's yeah, he huge. looked looked really well, looked really good. So, yeah, there anytime Volf is on or is playing, I'm like, I feel I feel pretty happy with that. Oh yeah, the redemption arc for Volf is nothing short of inspiring. I mean, he joined. Bruce Dortmund, if people forgot, in July of 2018. I mean, that was four effing years ago. And, you know, he had two loans since then, was in and out of the team when he did play us or play for us in you know, different seasons. And now he's, you know, he still really wants to, shows that he wants to be here. He wants to work hard and he's, and he's producing, you know, he's performing well. So all power to him. Yeah, I, I, think, he's, I think he's great as well. All right, looking ahead to Dirk Classiker, which... This is, it's not a full-on anniversary episode, but mm-hmm. we started the podcast. We did start, I thought about that. And the first episode was after Dear Classic, because Carver and I had been talking about doing the podcast, mm-hmm. and then when that game happened, I was like, we have to do, we just have to start, <laughs> we have to do an episode. Like, yeah. I was like, this is the perfect, perfect opportunity to, to start the podcast. So, um, yeah. So this kind of, kind of anniversary. Yeah, it's... It's it's a nervy one. We we usually go to Munich and don't leave with the best of memories. I can think of a handful of times off the top of my head where we've been thrashed, and by halftime, you know, we're all looking around, going like, "Jesus Christ, can we just end the game now?" So, um, I'm think I'm hoping we can k- just get any sort of result out of this. Um, you know, Bayern. I know they got knocked out of the Champions League by Villarreal. I imagine most people listening know that, and. We're just excited, as excited as I was to see the uh, 88th minute winner when I got knocked out. 
just to see the, uh, the Giants finally get knocked out of a tournament like that. But now that means they're going to be a lot more hungry in the league, unfortunately. You know, I know they, they whipped Bielefeld over the weekend 3-0 away as well, but it was Bielefeld. Um, uh, they have a handful of injuries. I've been wrong about opposition's injuries this entire season so far, unfortunately. But I think uh, Toliso, Coman, Hernandez, and Sule are going to be out for this one. And Sule might be the only one that's maybe a question mark because I don't think he had an injury as much as he did. I think it was like a fever the other day, so he didn't play in that Bielefeld game. But, you know, as as much as it would help Bayern, unfortunately, at least you get to kind of see if he does play, you know, his abilities against us and and that level. Do we want him to play and sabotage, or is it part of the sabotage him not playing? Agent Sule. (laughs) No, no, we'll we'll talk to Rosa. We'll give him a quick phone call before the game and... (laughs) Give him the clearance, and then he'll just he'll go ahead and score a few own goals. <clears throat> Good. Um, do you have any score predictions? Well, I want to talk um, quick, kind of injuries and potential lineups before score predictions. Because Guerrero is back in training, according to the photos. I still don't know like what his thing if he had a little knock or what it was exactly. But I didn't see much of anything either. And I guess if Guerrero is back, what 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 do you? How do you see this lineup? The last few times I've. We've predicted uh, a four at the back because Rosa, you know, fancies that over a three back in most of his career at least. Um, maybe maybe he is starting to fancy the three back a little bit more. So I'm going to probably go with that. I mean, it'll probably say on, on TV and on the apps that it'll be a four back, but in possession we'll be, you know, we'll do that hybrid that we mentioned before. Um, the back three is going to be a little bit scary. Zagadu's been exploited by... Uh, Bayern, specifically Lewandowski, a lot of times over the course of his career at Dortmund, and I would hate to see that happen again, but I would imagine a back three again with Akanji, Chan, and Zagadou. Um, and probably the same looking hi- lineup we saw against Wolfsburg. I can't imagine anyone, or maybe if, um, of course, if Guerrero is going to be back, then we'll have Guerrero over Rota, but uh, that'd be my guess. I can't imagine Rosa starting Rota in this kind of a game. <laughs> he let would the, get Let the apart. kid run. Yeah, Do it. No, because I mean, there, there. That was that was a slight worry. Is him getting super far up the field and not tracking back maybe as much as we would need him to, especially mm-hmm. against Byron. So that would be an opportunity. And they're um, so brilliant at counterattacking. Yeah, so you could just, you can get ripped apart on those if Zagadou doesn't have his great positioning. He doesn't close down those angles well. And Chan's going to be up the field. You have just a Kanji back. So I mean, yeah. we we also saw uh, against in the last game with Stuttgart, we saw Guerrero not get back no no either yep. so i don't know um and then I, w- I was trying to find some of the injury stuff which granted we always record our episodes and then we drop the episode and then we get all the yeah. real injury news and everything but i saw like hummels was a probably not um no yeah hummels is, is not going to be back oh oh okay the thing i, I did want to point out mm-hmm. Koble apparently had to come off the training pitch today as of, we're recording this tuesday because he had a slight knock in a duel i'm just like who the heck is dueling Koble? <laughs> Are they playing Yu-Gi-Oh in the 18? What's going on? Like, yeah. why would you let anyone get close to Koble? <laughs> God, I hope I that's I didn't see that report. That's you're just now telling me on live air. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking I ho- news. I, I hope to God Koble's gonna be okay, man. Oh God, the if amount we, of if, times the amount of big saves he has mm-hmm. every single like it's every game. You mentioned it. Every game he always like saves us at least a couple of times with a. He better Oof. be fit to play. I'm sweating just a bit just thinking about him having hits and goal. Whatever pain meds you and Erling Holland have yeah. been taking, 
<laughs> put, him, put him in an ankle brace, whatever he needs. Yeah. Keep him on the field. God, I just want to know who who did this to him mm-hmm. and why were they so close to him? That's the other thing about Holland is uh, one last quick note about him is I've seen reports that he wasn't even a whole hundred percent for the Wolfsburg game. He's still been complaining about his ankle. And man, if that's the case, we again are rushing him back, which that's the thing that made me a little like, I guess, hesitant to believe that story if his ankle is like truly not a hundred percent is you know, we if there's anything we need to have learned over this whole season with Holland is like don't rush players like that back because they're just going to get injured for longer. So I don't know if the whole ankle thing was true or if it if it was and he just was on some sort of painkillers. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I've seen the it's all Twitter reports and who knows what's honest or what's real. I just don't see it being that likely that I mean I guess the reports reports quote unquote reports is like oh Holland refuses to. He's just taking pain meds and he's refusing to not yeah. not play. Or I don't know how to word that, but I'm like, I don't, you're if if Holland goes to Rose and he's like, I'm definitely playing. Put me on pain meds and I'm playing. Like, is that a realistic scenario? I don't yeah, know. The the one thing too of um, if if it would have been also true, I feel like he would have been pulled off earlier in the game. I was I was thinking yeah. about that. That's about, what, about I think the, the commentators mentions like, well, if he's really struggling and he's on pain meds and stuff, mm-hmm. like he would have. I subbed him out earlier because mm-hmm. he's not going to come off by himself. He's going to keep playing. So I, I, I would have probably pulled him off too, injury or not uh, in the Wolfsburg game, probably around like the 60th minute or so and give those other players some more time and rest Holland for sure. But yeah, so let's score predictions. Um, I think it's going to be an exciting tight game mm-hmm. like last time. Um, if Brant wants to score one early, that would be fantastic. Um, again, like last time I would say, Three to two, and that's the, I know the, the score prediction last time, so I'm taking the easy way out. I'm gonna say we reverse it on him though, and we we win three to two. Three two a win. Oh man, that'd be a historic day. I'm just being hopeful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hopeful as well, but I'm gonna say two two. Okay, which that's a good result too. We'll take that. I I would take a draw. I mean, it's not like we we're gonna go into this thinking we're gonna win the Bundesliga anyway, which. Speaking of which, if if Bayern do beat us, they do win the Bundesliga this Saturday. Unfortunately, they'll, they'll win it a few games early. I know I that would that, that would that'd be pretty heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, then we'll just have an episode of oh we we're supposed to do our our no. prayer circle this episode. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we got another. delete everything. <laughs> delete the last forty two minutes. Yeah. The the other thing I wanted to mention, um, and I think it's so we have the the announced last week they announced the match for peace mm. game um and i meant to talk about it last episode i just it's what usually happens is i don't do enough preparation and then i count on carver to walk in the studio with all the prep done and then i just sit here and say random stuff and it usually works out great which is why i forgot completely last time that i wanted to mention this because when they had announced this match for peace uh, dortmund's going to host a benefit match against uh dinamo kiev mm-hmm. which i don't even know they they probably haven't been playing at all, like the Ukrainian league, or they've had they've had one friendly on April fourteenth against Galatasaray, and other than that, it's yeah, their last league game was in December, so they have not okay. played. Yeah, so uh, we're we're hosting. It's going to be a home game for Dortmund, uh, April twenty sixth, and all the proceeds are going to go towards Ukrainian aid efforts. And and it's cool to again give them an opportunity to play when they're, mm-hmm. I mean, not yep. just their soccer football season, but their lives. Like yeah. it's just nuts what's going on over yeah. there. Um devastating, extremely heartbreaking. So cool to give them an opportunity to 
play and some, feel some sense of normalcy, I guess. Um, and of course, raising money to, mm-hmm. to for the uh, Ukrainian uh, aid efforts. So I hun- thought it was all going to the Schlatterbeck transfer. <laughs> Bad joke. Never mind. <laughs> Do we need to check, check the fine print? It's not. It's it, make sure it says one hundred percent proceeds and not yeah proceeds. <laughs> yeah. Check, it's like ten percent. It's like yeah. Oh, um, the so obviously I, I I'm just interested to see the lineup because this is a midweek game, April twenty sixth. This is going to be a few days after. It's like Tuesday after we play Bayern, mm-hmm. and it's just interesting to me that it's still mid season. Um, in between, I guess if Bayern wins, and okay, we, these last three games don't matter so much, but I mean, what do you have any thoughts on it being kind of in the middle of the season in a midweek game? Well, thankfully, we, since we have just the Bundesliga to, to play for, it's mm-hmm. not like we have a lot of other games during the midweek, so we're still going to have, if it's on Tuesday, we'll still have Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to prep for Bochum, and I would imagine Rosa plays like what, maybe five or six starters throughout this game for yeah. a half, and then a half pulls everyone else off. Yeah, I, I I think I typically want it. I obviously he's going to rotate the squad heavily, and um, but I think my only I, I question it, I guess, because of how many injuries we've had. Mm-hmm. If we haven't been just like dealing with these continual injuries all season long, I mean, of course, it's normal for people to play throughout the game, especially us, like when mm-hmm. we're hopefully making Champions League runs or playing in Europe or uh, the Pokal, which played today, Freiburg. Is moving on. Um, Schlotterbeck masterclass again, mm-hmm. I, I believe. I didn't actually watch it, but that he his ratings and stats look good. Um, so obviously, we should be capable of playing a couple games a week, but just because our injuries is my only like question mark. Um, but it is obviously better, and that's why they planned it after the Bayern game. And it's probably it's better that it's on a Tuesday and not a, a Wednesday or something. So yeah, but that, that is coming April sense. April twenty sixth, and I checked the. It's going to be an early game. Um, it's like five a.m. our time, but I'll probably wake up and watch it. If it's streamed, I don't know. I haven't checked. Sounds good. And then, I mean, anything else? Oh, last, we have an announcement. Yeah, lastly, we, <laughs> we do have one announcement. Yeah. So we teased this a few weeks back, but we will have a special guest next week to recap the Bayern game with us. And that is Josh from JJ, JJD TV, uh, the YouTuber. Very kind enough to come on and hang out with us and talk to us about the game a little bit. So we're going to... Uh, uh, yeah, shoot some shit with him about the game. Ask him a few questions in general. I'd love to uh, get to know him a little bit more. And uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a great time. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be awesome. It's always good when we have guests occasionally on here. I mean, it's yeah. only been a couple times, but yeah, and and we'll have uh, other guests in the future that we have um, reached out to as well. But that's for a different time and and for a, uh, oh, a another show. Another tease. Uh oh, I'm full of them. <laughs> Yeah, so that's it for this week. Thanks so much for hanging with us again. Um, oh, we, we got to give another shout out. I meant to do this at the beginning, but uh, last week we put a, a call out to like give us some r- rate rate the podcast. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's nice to get your feedback, and it's nice when you say nice things or just give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. And you guys stepped up. Like We checked Spotify, and we had quite like a, a pretty solid number of five-star ratings and we were both like is this is this how real? You, is this a mistake what happened yeah and carver did make a joke about paying people for <laughs> reviews so i'm i think people are just expecting to get a payout now but <laughs> yeah. i have a lot of venmo requests in my <laughs> phone now so if you haven't rated us yet uh spotify apple podcast you want to give us a fr- five-star rating that would be great as we mentioned last time if you don't want to give us a five-star rating don't give us a bad rating just mm. dm us 
and we'll we'll talk it out. And maybe Carver is going to slide you some cash. We'll see. Um, see if we can I have, over that. Right yeah, yeah, I'm in a lot of debt already. Carver's so Venmo is. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you can you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the BVB Pod. Again, search the BVB Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple to give us those ratings. Uh, you can find our episodes on YouTube as well. I just found a way easier to way way to post our episodes to YouTube. It used to take me a bunch of extra time, and then I realized I just have to click one extra button, and it oh, auto nice. publishes YouTube. So episodes are there too. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? Any other appointment? Uh, no, that's it. Just uh, excited for next week. Yeah, be sure to t- be sure to tune in for uh, the the show with Josh. It'll be a fun time. I was just about to say, Carver's been holding up pretty well on his painkillers, but I don't know, that last sentence seemed a bit of a struggle. So <laughs> it's a good time to My uh, face is it. really hurting. <laughs> so on that note, we'll see you later. Bye.